Hi, I'm David Legere of Woodhall Press, and you're tuned in to publish this over lunch. I'm joined today by Bats Langley. Bats is an artist and designer living in New York City <coughs> with some notable illustrated books as Groggle Monsters Valentine and Alice's Adventures in Hashtag Wonderland, uh, each available wherever books are sold. So for more information, visit them at BatsLangley.com. Bats, we work together on Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. The illustrations, right? I, I'm, I'm biased, but I love them. Uh, just this breathtaking. So just, just to start off, tell us a little bit about, you know, this project and what drew you to it. Well, it's, I think for all illustrators, like a dream project for most of them is to do a, you know, a classic. So for me, it was like, it's sort of my bucket list, you know, was something to do was a classic. And so for me, it was just a check off, or, you know, of it because it was like, you know, again, for illustrators, it's such a awesome thing to do, like, their own retelling of such a classic tale. And Alice is also just, like, I mean, for me, it's, like, the the tales that you want to be illustrating are probably, like, you know, The Wizard of Oz and, um, you know, and Alice in Wonderland. They're, like, the top two that you want to be illustrating. So, for me, it was a real um, awesome experience to have that. Um, opportunity and um, and also too in my own family we have a huge Alice like connection which was um, my great grandmother owned a resort up in the Catskills called Alice's Wonderland and she um, had like a Tweedledum and Tweedledee house she had a Mad Hatter tea room she <laughs> had like it was really cool it was really awesome and um, and, and I get to go every summer I go up to visit my family up there and they have um, you know we get to go, you know, walk around the property and there's still, the buildings are still around and stuff. And it's kind of cool. So. That is cool. Yeah. I, I remember when I was, you know, when we were right, right talking about this initially, I remember I thought of you because your illustrations kind of all capture that sense of uh, whimsy and wonder, right? That's so crucial, um, especially in a children's book. Do you, how do you keep that? Like, do you have a, a childhood inspiration that helps you keep that sense of, you know, whimsy and wonder. It could be a book, a movie, a memory, because you capture it. Like, even when I was just pointing out right now behind the drawings, uh, the illustrations right behind you, everything just has this, like, really fun feel to it that I, I haven't seen a lot of artists capture so powerfully. So what is it for you? Well, aren't you kind of, thank you. Um, <laughs> I, uh, you know, for me, it's, it's a my inspiration always came from Jim Henson originally as like, I mean, I, I loved books when I was younger, but Jim Henson was fascinating because he was creating these monsters and these creatures and robotics and, and whatnot. And so I was always interested in like Jim Henson's storyteller mm -hmm. series. The Jim Henson hour was like, like something I always loved um, in terms of books. Um, I always loved uh, James Marshall books. I actually talked about him earlier this week. Um, he was my uh, Monday muse, actually. Um, and James Marshall books are great. I mean, the Miss Nelson series, the, like the tension those books always had. Um, yeah. I always enjoyed those illustrations, like the, the, the tension between like, you know, the, the nice teacher and the, the evil teacher. And I also loved... Um, for me, I, I don't know how much you know of Maury Sendak's work, but like Maury Sendak's work was always um, such an inspiration because he just had a wide range of like artistic styles, which was yeah. really fascinating. And I think he was one of the first 
illustrators that I saw who like interpreted a story based on like the look of the story rather than putting, you know, like, you know, what would the Maurice Sendak look of a, of a story look like, you know, mm -hmm. I think he took into the, like, um, you know, took into like the process of creating a book, like what would the book really need to have um, stylistically that needs to be brought to the story along with, you know, one's own personal style, but um, which I think I always found really awesome and um, always kind of liberating kind of, because I mm -hmm. think sometimes um, a lot of illustrators feel that they have to be in a certain style in a certain look. And I think that they feel constrained in that some sometimes in that in that sense yeah. and especially if you've done a few books you feel like you have to do a certain look and i think that with him which was great is that you know he really um just let the story dictate what he was going to do so i love that you bring that up having a, a look but still being distinctive right because all of your work it still has that whimsy that i love but it's so unique. So if you look at Groggle Monsters Valentine and then you compare it to Alice's Adventures in Hashtag Wonderland, they are two very different books, right? Even the illustrations, it's different, yet you still know it's Bats Langley. Like there's still like that, like that hook to it. Um, and I always knew, like I felt like we were kindred when we uh, talked about the Dark Crystal, right? And like, yes. I remember like, yes. and once you, you're like, oh, I love the Dark Crystal. And uh, you were talking about, you know, the series on Netflix. And I was like, all right. Is, <laughs> you, know, you see it, you finally saw it, right? I'm, ha I'm actually, I'm like, I, I do like one episode every few weeks. So like, I'm like I half, think, right? yeah, like I really, don't really, I sparingly give it to myself slowly. Absolutely. I mean, I'm you like, have to digest, it's a, it's a lot to digest the series. <laughs> it's very cool, though. It's amazing. All right. So as an accomplished illustrator, um, you know, this is always the, the question people want to know. What's the most difficult part of your artistic process? You know, what slows you down? Because you're a prolific illustrator. You know, it doesn't take you 10 years to come out with your next piece. You're always working and you have a consistent quality um, that stays with you. So how do you do it? What's your what slows you down? What's what's challenging? Um, I think what slows me down is boredom. And I know that's like really weird, but like to say, because like if you do have a big project and you have like to get it done. But for me, I always find that I have to do like maybe about four different projects at once. Mm -hmm. And because some, there's times where like, um, actually during quarantine, it was really great because I had a lot more time on my hands to do some more like personal projects and whatnot. And so I was working on like, there was one point where I was working on like, one giant painting, two sculptures, and I was working on like a manuscript for uh, like a book idea that I was working on. And so I had all these things going on at once. And I was like, and it, what it, it's so great about it is that like there's times where I like, wake up in the morning and be like, today I'm just gonna do sculpture. And then the next day I'm like, I don't wanna do sculpture. I wanna do, you know, work on a manuscript. And I always feel yeah. like if you have those things, and I know you personally are the same way too. <laughs> because, you like to do a lot of different things. And I feel that they, the, the other things sort of talk to each other. Yeah. And when that happens, I feel like that's my favorite part of the creative process is when one thing is telling me, oh, you should shoot something with this and, you know, vice versa. So I always yeah. those are the things that are great. I couldn't agree more. It's that idea, like, 
if you do, I, I always admire people who just kind of like, you know, Stephen King, right? He gets up every day and he just writes eight hours straight every day. Whereas I prefer, I would rather write for, let's say, one hour, two hours, then like you said, go sculpt and then do this. That variety, I think, sometimes helps helps people. Not everybody needs it, but I love it. And I know you love it too, having that variety. Um, so kind of staying in that idea of creation, right? Uh, I know what's invaluable for me has been my support systems over the years, right? They've just been so invaluable. Even to this day, um, I'm grateful for them in my life. Um, how have they impacted you on your, you know, artistic journey, right? I'm sure there's a lot of up and coming, uh, you know, uh, illustrators and artists that are going to see this and they're going to say, um, how important is that for me? Can I go it alone or should I be reaching out? Should I be mm -hmm. developing these connections? So uh, what do you think about that? I think that like um, one of your, uh, I think you sort of have to think outside of the box a lot of the times when it comes to what you want and, and, and what you want to get out of certain things. Like for me, I remember being in high school and I had a great art teacher, you had her as well, Miss um, Wittick, um, and oh, she, was, yeah. she was a great teacher and, and she was very informative. But there was times where I was like, I wanna learn how to do egg tempera painting or fresco. And, you know, with a limited school budget and <laughs> the limited, um, you know, uh, amount of room and space for me to do certain things like that, I had to kind of look outside the box in terms of like looking for those things. And so um, what I did find is I had one, I, I actually it was really strange. I had this elementary school teacher, Mrs. Hardigan, she was this great teacher. And she, um, she was part of a, like, like a, um, a group of artists who every month would get together and they would show their work and have a critique on their work. And it was like artists ranging from like Sunday painters to like really professional like illustrators who like were incredible. And it was just really incredible to just like sit down with a lot of these people and like show my work with them and, you know, get a, like an actual real critique. And some of them were like really brutal. And like, it was really great because, you know, you would, you know, some of them like you would be like, you know, talking about like a vase of flowers and how how horrible they were, like, that they, they had no, like, subject matter. And, like, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. And, like, and I just thought that it was really cool to have that sort of professional um, mm -hmm. kind of critique that I wouldn't probably necessarily have in, like, you know, in a high school setting. Um, and so, you know, it was really nice to have, um, you know, that. And, and also, too, I think that, you know, look for the artists in your community, like, artists or writers. Um, you know, this being also a writing uh, <laughs> Instagram live, but you know, if you're, um, you know, find those art, those 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 people because they actually, it's it's surprising enough that like a lot of artists love and writers love to talk about their work, and so, um, yeah. and, and sometimes a, a lot more than you think they do, and and, <laughs> and what's great is that they want to share a lot of times too, which is really awesome. So you really kind of search out in your own community and find the artists, find the creative people and, you know, see if you can work with them, see if you can, you know, work under them as, you know, you know, being their apprentice of some, in some sorts, but always like look out and find the people that you want to be or want to be friends with, mm -hmm. you know, 
because those people really do help you in, in a variety of ways. Yeah, I, I love that you bring that up because, you know, I, I could even recall when I was uh, earlier on in my publishing path and, and I was writing and I was just getting hilarious rejections. I mean, just utterly brutal rejections. <laughs> And I had a, a mentor uh, at the time, uh, Da Chen, and he had written me this really thoughtful email. It was only like two sentences, but it was almost like a haiku. It was absolutely beautiful, and it was inspirational, and it just kind of told me, uh, keep trying. And I had put it up on my wall right next to my computer, and you know, I'd keep submitting these things. And sure enough, uh, maybe like three months later after having seen that on the wall every single day, I finally got an acceptance for something I was submitting. Oh, that's and, awesome. And it was just that feeling, those support systems. Would I have still as aggressively tried if I wasn't staring at that every single day saying, I believe in you, right? Uh, so Absolutely. I think those support systems are crucial. Um, so I love that you bring up also your high school days because I want to know – if you could have a conversation with your younger self, maybe not high school, maybe even younger, um, what age and what would you say, right? Like that, I, I just find oh, that fascinating. Yeah. Ooh, that's like, a, that's a hard question. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things that would go back in time and be like, there's a, you need to invest in certain things like Purell, <laughs> like Instacart, and like you need to like start your own mask company or something. But like, I, I don't know, it's like, I feel like, I think that, if I said to my younger self, I think I would just be, I would say to myself, be open to opportunity um, yeah. and just open yourself up to a variety of things because everything is always changing and shifting. It's like, it's really funny. I had a lot of professors in college who would say to me, like, you know, things are done this way and things are done that way and you're going to get paid this and you're going to get paid that. And like, this is how everything is going to be if you're going to be a professional illustrator and then when you get out and as a professional illustrator you know when i you know got out of college it things changed so drastically because of the internet and like just everything was different everything changed i mean the you know the amount of money that you know writers and illustrators were getting are, were no longer there <laughs> like you know you there's a lot of illustrators who used to stay at a publishing house for the rest of their lives. They had the same editor, they had the same publisher. And nowadays it's like, you know, people just mm -hmm. hop from editor to editor and to publisher to publisher. And it's a very different landscape in terms of, uh, with, with publishing. Um, but also, yeah. but also too, like, I, I think opening up yourself, I mean, like, I don't know how many just different opportunities that come to me that aren't illustrator publishing related that come to me and I'm just like, oh my God, that is a great project. I'm, I need to do that. You know, I need to do that. And even sometimes I'll be like, ooh, I don't know. That's just not my brand. And then I say to myself, no, there, there's, some, there's something there that is really interesting and I yeah. need to open myself up to, to doing. So um, I, I think those are really, um, that, that's maybe what I would say to my younger self, I guess, is just to be more open-minded about opportunities around you. Yeah, you know, I, similar, it, it's this idea of malleability, right? Like, as we get older, we calcify, and it gets yeah. harder to stay open-minded. And as you said, it's my brand, I can't change. But if, if we can make that pit in our stomach, that feeling of change, something we actually look forward to and, and search out, I actually, that's what I would tell my younger self is, 
don't don't get so rigid because I've had periods of my life, right, where you start getting in your routine mm-hmm. and you just gotta chuck it out the window. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So uh, you know, I get this question all the time, and I don't really know the answer. It's I, from I get a lot of aspiring designers, illustrators that contact me. And they're always asking me, you know, uh, what program should I use? Do you have any recommendations? You know, like, how do I get it? Do I draw directly? Do I draw and then scan? Do I draw on the computer now, right? That's a thing with mm-hmm. the, everything now you can draw. And I get so many of these questions, and I actually don't know what to say. I usually redirect them to someone like yourself and say, ah, oh, I'll <laughs> you as much. But, like, do you have a recommendation? Is there a program that you love? Do you draw on the computer? Do you scan? What, what do you think? Um, it, it depends on the project, but I would say at this point, you know, because with publishing, it's so funny. It's like every um, every project I work on now, I just do on the computer because oh it's it's not that it's faster, and it's it's that you can go back and do like drastic changes if needed, and it's not that like a lot of times you're making like a huge you know, alterations, but there's times where you're like, you know what, I want to play with the color a little bit, or, you know, like, I want to play with the saturations, or I want to just do something different to this, you know, one piece or or several different pieces. And I think that that's what's really great about the computer is that you can change and shift things like that in a way that, um, you know, doing, you know, as you can see, I do like, you know, paintings and whatnot, but I think that like with paintings and stuff, it's great, but then you have to scan them and then you have to do all of this other stuff that I feel, for me, it just wastes the time in the creative mm-hmm. process and, you know, working on, you know, you know, working on the computer is just so fantastic because of the fact that you can take it anywhere you want. Like if I want to go sit on a park bench or, you know, sit in the park and work on it or sit by the beach or whatever. I can actually do that without like, break, you know, lugging my paints and lugging a canvas <laughs> and like all that stuff, you know, which is like nice to be, you know, be, you know, sit, sit by the beach and have that like classic moment of, you know, painting. But, <laughs> but also, you know, it's nice to just like, you know, just take, you know, where, whatever, you know, wherever you are, you can work from, and just, you know, create stuff like that. And also too, like when we were working together on Alice, like it was something that like, if I did it manually, it it would have taken so much time just because um, there was like 73 illustrations in that book. And we had like maybe three months to get sketch and final done. So it it was a lot. I was impressed. You were just like. You're a machine. machine, Uh, So, well, kind of staying on that um, that, that thread of of, of you've done these illustrations, I'm curious, um, do you ever, like I always hear about these illustrators that insert Easter eggs, right, into their illustrations. Um, Have you ever embedded anything into your work that you'd be, people could find that you'd want to share with us? If not, it's it's okay. I just, I'm curious because I I love that idea. I'll never tell. (laughs) But um, there's a lot of things that, like, like I, I love it because I, I never say anything to, because I love when people come to me and yeah. they're like, oh, I found this thing, or um, it's really strange that you made this this thing, kind of. And, <laughs> and I'm always like, yeah, so you figured it out. So 
Yeah, I could never tell you that, but I do do a lot of. Um, you do do. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, you know, lastly, just a few things I kind of ask. Uh, I'm, I'm curious about. First one coffee or tea? What, what do you do? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I would say, ooh, that's hard because I don't drink coffee every day. But I guess I guess, I guess coffee is my best. I would say coffee. Coffee, cream and sugar, black. What do you do? Oh, uh, cream and oh, definitely cream and sugar. Um, yeah, can't do black. Can't do black. All right, all right. So now we know a little bit more about Bats Langley. Next, one quote, motto, song. What gets you up every single day and gets you moving? Um, if I'm in my studio, it's probably uh, electric, like or orchestra is probably mm -hmm. like what I put on. It's just it gets me going. It's consistent. It's uh, yeah. That's probably what I would put on. Motto oh. or quote? <laughs> Ooh, that's a hard one. Yeah, I don't have a motto or quote, but I would have to say like I'm really just um, visually what gets me going is Picasso. Like I will look there. I don't know why, but recently I've been just like for the past four months. Boring Picasso, and it's just like it's um, it's just so prolific. So it's like every day, it's like you find something new that he's created, and it's just that I think I feel that's what keeps me going. It's like the fact that the man has so much work. So, <laughs> I love that. all right, and and lastly, you know, you've you've got these any illustrators that are are tuned in, any anybody in the arts. Um, What's one piece of advice to take away from this? You know, you're you're you've done it, right? You are the living, working artist. You've got these books out, amazing. Um, where what advice do you want to give for everybody that wants to get there? Uh, just keep going. There, you know, what's amazing about you know the illustration world is you have Instagram and you have a lot of different artists out there, and don't try to be those artists, be yourself. I think that, I don't know how many artists come to me and they're like, this person is so famous because they do this. And it's like, well, they, that's why they're famous is because they do that, you know? And it's like, and I constantly tell people like, don't try to be an artist or try to be an illustrator that's already out there. Like, you know, there's a period of time in publishing where everyone looked like Mary Blair and, <laughs> Now, like now, it's just like, and and that's that's fine. She, Mary Blair is a brilliant artist. You know, the stuff that she did for Disney was incredible. But everyone looked like Mary Blair, and I was like, that's not fun, you know. So I think that like it's yeah. great that you know if you can just be yourself, truly, uh, your art really does come through. So, well, thank you. So. Uh, for everybody, uh, be sure to check out uh, batslangley.com. Uh, purchase uh, Groggle Monsters Valentine and Alice's Adventures in Hashtag Wonderland. They're wonderful and they make great gifts. In fact, if you'd like a signed copy of Alice's Adventures in Hashtag Wonderland, email me directly at david at woodhallpress.com and I'll be able to help you out. Uh, so thank you, Bats, and thank Thanks, you everyone for watching. Bye. Take care. Bye.